Hey, good morning. My name is Pastor Mike. I hope you're enjoying our service so far this morning. I'm really excited to share the first message in a new series that we've called Planted. Now, if you're journeying towards faith or you're asking questions or maybe you've been a Christian for a while and you're watching this today, my prayer is that in this message it helps you take another step forward in your relationship with a God who loves you, cares about you, wants the best for you and has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who came and lived among us, suffered with us. Uh, The Bible tells us that he can sympathise with us, he can understand us because he's been one of us. Um, But furthermore, he then died for us. The Bible tells us that he gave gave his life for us. And in his death on the cross, he wasn't just dying for himself, he was dying for you and I. In, in, In a really simple way, God placed all of our punishment that we deserved for our wrongdoing upon him. And he willingly died in our place because of his great love for us. It goes on to say that he rose again after the third day and he overcame not just our greatest failures, but he overcame death itself to give each one of us the hope that we can also overcome death and live and live eternally. I'm really excited to share with you this good news every week and I pray that you consider Jesus. If for the first time today, if it's your first time with us, consider Jesus. He cares so much for you. He came and he proved that love for you on the cross. Now this series, Planted, is taken from the book of Psalms 1. Psalm 1 contains a metaphor, it's really built around a metaphor of a tree. And this tree is really, really healthy. It's not at all like the tree that was planted outside of my house. I need to tell you this story. A couple of years ago, my wife and I bought a new car. It wasn't brand new, but it was uh, new for us. It certainly was the most money we've ever spent on a car before. We were so excited with this purchase. We went to the garage. There were no scratches, no dents. Everything worked. Up until that point, we'd only really had bangers. But this car was amazing. We drove it home with that excited new car feeling. We parked it outside of our house next to the tree that I just mentioned, went to bed that night. Now, during the night, there was a bit of a storm. I didn't hear it. I slept through, but I woke up the next morning and my wife peeled back the curtains and to our horror, that tree had blown over in the night and landed on our new car, like right across the bonnet. There were branches everywhere. It was carnage. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. We couldn't believe our eyes. It took all day to figure out how to remove that tree and repair that car. I think it was the only tree, to be honest with you, in the whole neighborhood, probably the city, that blew over in that storm that night. It was so poorly planted. But the tree in this psalm, this is a healthy tree. Now we know that because the psalmist really gives us some lovely descriptions. He says this, this psalm is This tree is planted in the best possible position. It's next to a stream. It always has the minerals and the nutrients and liquids it needs to stay healthy in every season. This tree is an evergreen tree. Its leaves never wither. That means that when the seasons change and when winter comes, it's not stripped bare, but it continues to display its health, its color. It continues to be a shelter. This is a great tree. Thirdly, it tells us this tree bears fruit in its season. Year on year, you can depend on this tree to produce good, healthy fruit. This is a great tree, not at all like the tree outside my house. It just took a small storm and that tree was uprooted. But this tree is awesome. 
Now, why is the psalmist giving us this picture of a tree? He's saying to us that our lives could resemble that tree if we do what this psalm is telling us to do. Our lives could resemble this tree rather than the tree outside of my house. Let's walk that through for a moment. We could be so well planted and so well positioned that we are able to draw up the nutrients and minerals that our faith needs in every season. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? We could be evergreen. That means to say that when the seasons change, when winter comes, when maybe trials and suffering and difficulties come into our lives, we don't need to be stripped bare of our hopefulness or peace or joy or faith. We could be like this tree that retains that peace, that retains our hopefulness, that keeps our joy, that continues in faith, even though the seasons around us may have changed for the worse. You and I can resemble this tree in that we could bear fruit in, it, in our season, year on year, dependable. We could continue to keep producing good fruit with our lives. This tree is a really incredible picture of how our lives could be if we do what this psalm is telling us to do. I don't know about you, but that's really attractive to me. I'd love for my life to be more like that tree than the tree outside of my house that when a storm came, it was, it was easily uprooted. Christianity doesn't promise us a life without pain or suffering. It doesn't promise us an easy life, but it does promise us. And this Psalm is a great example of where this happens in the Bible. It does promise that if we plant ourselves in God and in the right position, we can thrive and survive and overcome every circumstance that life can throw our way. You can stay healthy. You could be evergreen. Isn't that an awesome promise? For me, Christianity provides the best explanation and the best hope when it comes to suffering. It, when you compare it with any other religion or philosophy, Christianity provides for me the pathway to be able to handle, cope with, overcome any kind of circumstance and suffering. Now, what does the psalm tell us to do? Because to be like that tree, we have to do what the psalmist is telling us to do. So what is the psalmist instructing us to do? We're going to talk about that over these next few weeks, but today I want to focus on verse 1 primarily and a little bit of verse 2. Let's read that again. Verse 1 says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sits in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. We're just going to focus on that verse for a moment this morning. There are two things I want you to know about what I've just read. The first one is that your position matters. And the second one is that your disposition matters. If we can get our position right, and if we can get our disposition right, we could be like that tree. Our lives could resemble the health of that tree in every season. So follow me. Firstly, let's look at position. It says the blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, stand in the way of sinners and sit in the company of mockers. There are three positions there to walk, to stand and to sit. 
The psalmist is saying if you position yourself, if you stand, walk or sit in relationships with people that don't really care about God's purpose or law or truth. Their hearts are running the opposite way to God. They haven't given God any regard. They, they, they don't care for, for him at all. If those are the people that you build into your life, that you position yourself with, you are not likely to be like that tree in the metaphor. You see, when the, the seasons change, those people aren't going to be speaking faith into your heart. Those people aren't going to be encouraging you. Those people are not likely to be praying for you and holding you up spiritually in those seasons. And so the psalmist is saying, look, who you position yourself with matters. If you position yourself with the righteous, if you walk with the righteous, if you stand with the godly, if you sit with the faithful, just to flip that verse around, then you could be like this tree. Then you could be healthy. You could be able to draw up the nutrients that you need in every season from the core relationships in your life. You see, this psalm isn't saying, look, don't have any Christian, any friends that aren't Christians. It's not saying you can't hang around with people who don't share the same faith as you. But I think it is talking to our core relationships. I think it is talking to those one, two, three, maybe four people that we build into our lives who share, uh, we share everything with. They're our confidence. They're the people who are going to stick with us through thick and thin. The people who are going to be there when the hard times hit. It's those people. It's where we position ourselves relationally that matters. And if we have a core group of friends who are going to share our faith, pray with us, encourage us, speak faith into our hearts when issues arise, when circumstances go against us, then we've got a chance of being like this tree that the seasons may change, but we'll still be so well positioned, so well planted, that we'll be able to draw up the kind of nutrients that are going to get us through that season. Who is your core? Who are the relationships, the key relationships in your life? Do they share your faith? Will they stick with you and love you as you are? Will they pray with you and encourage you and spur you on in difficult seasons? Who we invest our time into, the relationships we build in our lives are so important. That's why church is so good and so important because it gives us a crowd from which we may be able to find the ones and twos that could be our core. Church can't be your core. We can't have a core that includes everybody, but it may be that there are two or three people that you really connect with and, and you could just go out for a coffee with this week or you could build some relationships with that are going to help you to thrive in difficult seasons. So our position matters. The psalmist is saying, hey, get the right kind of relationships in your life. But secondly, it's talking about our disposition. If we have the right disposition, we could be like this tree. It says that, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Whose delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? Well, it's, it's God's word. It's his truth. It's everything that he's revealed to us. And the person that's like the tree is the person who takes that word, who takes that law, that truth, and enjoys it, delights in it, loves it, cherishes it. What's your disposition towards God's word? I think there's another disposition that we can easily fall into and I call it a religious disposition and that disposition goes like this 
I'll read it because I have to, or because I think I should, or because Pastor Mike keeps telling me on Sunday, I have to read the Bible. So do you know what? I'm just going to try and do it. And that person uh, really struggles to draw any life and energy and um, revelation and hope from the Bible because their disposition towards it is one of religiosity. They haven't come to love it, to cherish it, to depend upon it. But the person that can read it and draw truth from it daily, the person who can hear God speaking through the Bible to them is going to find that they can't live without it. They're going to find that they love it and cherish it and miss it when it's not there. Listen, our disposition towards the word of God will help us to either be like the tree that's healthy and evergreen or the tree outside my house. That when the storms come, we're easily uprooted. Our faith is easily stripped from us. Our peace is easily taken away. Your position matters and our disposition towards the word of God matters. I want to be a person that has the right kind of people in my life, in my core relationships. And also I want to be a person whose disposition towards the word of God is to cherish and delight and to love it. And when those two things are operating in my life, there's a chance that I could be planted in the best possible position so that when the seasons change I'm still healthy what about you what action would you need to take this morning to ensure that you're more like the tree in this psalm who do you need to get on the phone to who do you need to book a date with who do you need to invest some more time in who do you need to open up to and talk to maybe this morning your action is to take the bible off the shelf and And actually, again, determine I'm going to continue to read this until it begins to bear fruit in my life. And I realise I actually can't live without this. Maybe you need to start a new reading plan on you version this week. Maybe you need to say, do you know what? I've not given the Bible. uh, I've not treated it as seriously in my spiritual life as perhaps I should. And I'm going to try and bring that back to the centre of my relationship with God and, and, and live in it. Listen, I know it's a big book and we're here to help you every step of the way. But if you can reach that place where the word of God becomes a real key thing in your life, if it can get to the point where you delight in it and love it, you'll be like that tree. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given us this image of a tree to show us what life can be like when you are at the center of our lives and when we position ourselves well in our relationships and when we come to love your word. When those things are in play, I thank you that God, it's possible for us to be able to withstand the changing seasons and circumstances of life, to bear fruit, to to stay evergreen, to continue consistently, Father, to uphold our faith and our peace and our joy. I'm praying for anybody right now that feels that maybe their joy and their peace have been stripped away recently. Father, may they find that again in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening this morning. Next week we're going to carry on with some other things that Psalm chapter 1 tells us we can do to be more like the tree in the psalm than the tree outside my house.
I'm excited to share that with you next week and I'll see you soon.